What's up, everybody? This is Sean Mangoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. My prayer is that you encounter God as a result of listening to this sermon today. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. I am really excited to be sharing with you this week. You guys know our series this month is on contentment and gratitude. Um, and, uh, my husband's been preaching some good messages leading up, um, during this series. So I'm thankful to be able to just participate in it. And I hope that today you are blessed by this. It's going to be short and sweet. My husband was like, keep it short and sweet, like make your points quick, but, um, make them and preach them from the heart. And, um, I just have three things to share with you today. Uh, but I really believe that the Holy Spirit has been working in my heart in preparation for this message today. So I am going to open us up in prayer. Uh, so join with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you, um, God, that you put this word in my heart. And I pray, Lord, that as I communicate, as I share what you've put in my heart, I pray, God, that today people are blessed, encouraged. I pray, God, that our eyes are opened to truth and to understanding. And I pray, Lord, that it changes the way we live our lives so that we're more like Jesus. So Father, I pray that you anoint the words that I speak today. I pray, God, that people receive it as intended and that Holy Spirit, you continue your work even beyond this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So our passage of scripture this morning, we're going to kick off in Philippians chapter four. This is actually one of my favorite passages of scripture. And if you've heard me speak before, you know that I say that all the time about several passages of scripture. But for this, for the context of this message today, this is my favorite. Um, I love this whole chapter. We're not going to read the whole thing, but we're going to read a, a pretty hefty part of it. So Philippians chapter four, verse 10, and just the context of the scripture. Um, I believe at this time, um, Paul is actually in prison and he's writing the Philippian church and he's speaking of their um, generosity and um, um, to be joyful in prayer and, and all of those things. But I'm going to read from verse 10, but I'm going to reference the verses before that. So let's jump in Philippians 4 verse 10. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. He's speaking to the Philippian church. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere. And in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we hear that scripture all the time. But in proper context, if you look at this passage of scripture, and even before that, like the, the section before that, verses 8 through 9, um, he speaks on, on the things you think on the things that you meditate on. What are you thinking about? What are you meditating on? Um, and then even prior to that, in verse six, it says, be anxious for nothing. So this whole passage of scripture is about contentment. So the things that he talks about are things that um, have the potential to breed discontent. 
So when it talks about anxiety, be anxious for nothing, but within everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God, which passes all knowledge and understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So listen, anxiety, the things that the things that we're thinking about, the things that we feel pressure about, um, there can contentment can come in the midst of that. It says, bring it to the Lord in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You cannot eliminate thanksgiving from the process. And then you jump down, verse verses eight, it talks about um, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Listen, contentment is not momentary. And then you jump down, we just read this passage of scripture. He, and Paul is saying, I, I've learned, I've learned, which means this was a process for him. I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. That is a struggle. And then he says to be a base. I, I know how to be a base. I know how to abound everywhere. And in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The context of this scripture is about contentment and a state of being. My first point, contentment is a state of being. It is not just about a situation. It is not just about a circumstance. It is not just about my feelings. It is a state of being. I can be content. Whatever comes my way, I can sit in contentment because I know who I am and I know who God is. So listen, Contentment is a state of being, and it's a it's a condition of, um, of who we are in Christ. It is it stems contentment stems from identity, and let's just take a look. Let's take a look at Jesus. So if you look at, I'm not going to read all of these, but if you look in Luke chapter two, forty two through fifty, that passage of scripture it speaks of Jesus when he was a child, and this is when they went. Um, his parents went to Jerusalem for the feasts and, and he was in the temple. They had gone home. They had started their journey home and they were on the road for a few days before they realized that Jesus was missing. <laughs> so then they go back to find him. Where do they find Jesus? They find him in the temple and they're like, Jesus, what's up? Why? Where were you? You had, we were worried about you. And Jesus was like, what do you mean? I had to be about my father's business. And what I love about that passage of scripture is that it shows that even as a young child, he knew who he was. He knew what he was about. His contentment, watch, we're going to see how it comes into to play later. It's a state of being. You got to know, and it comes from identity. It stems from who you are in Christ. It stems from what God has done for us. It stems from who God is, how we are comes from who God is. So listen, jump ahead. Jesus has grown now and he goes to see John the Baptist in the wilderness and to be baptized. So he's at the, the river or the lake, or I think it's a river. Um, this is Matthew chapter three, 16 through 17. And um, you know what? I'm actually going to read that. Let me pop over to that. Matthew, Matthew 16, uh, Matthew three chapters 
verse 16 through 17. And it says, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God said, this is my son. He spoke to Jesus' identity. And if you look later in Matthew chapter four, it says that the spirit drove him into the wilderness and he was tempted. In every occasion that he was tempted, Satan said, if you are the son of God, challenging his very identity and contentment stems from identity. If you don't know who you are, it's very hard to be content. And I want to challenge you today. Who are you? Who are you putting your trust in? Who do you believe you are in Christ? And I can tell you right now, the moment you come into alignment with who you are in Christ, it changes how you live. It changes how you position yourself in this world. It changes how you see everything. Contentment is a state of being and it stems from identity. So when we know who we are, when we understand that contentment stems from identity, it leads to the expression of contentment. So what comes out of us when we are content? What are the, what's the fruit of contentment in our life? So listen to this. There are specific things that will come out of us. So part, first, um, um, point number two is um, expressions of contentment. And there are three things that I believe are the fruit of contentment in our lives. Number one, compassion. Jesus was moved with compassion. When you read through the gospels, a lot of what came before people being healed, people being taught, people being poured into, um, it says that Jesus was moved with compassion. We have to come to a place where we empathize with others. We empathize, where we feel what they feel, like we understand where they're coming from. That is compassion. Compassion, just like Jesus. So if you read Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, Matthew chapter 14, verse 14. Actually, the first one is Mark 6, 34. Um, each one of those scriptures talks about how Jesus was moved with compassion. And as a result of being moved with compassion, it caused action. Compassion always leads to something. Compassion always um, leads to some sort of movement. And this is an expression of contentment. Out of who Jesus knew he was, he moved in confidence and the authority that he carried. So an expression of contentment is compassion. Compassion leads to action, which is the second thing, service. When you are content, when you come from a place of, I know who I am, I'm thankful for where I am and what God is doing right now in this moment. It leads to service. It leads to some sort of action. So you're moved with compassion, which leads to an action, which is we give of ourselves in service, in church, in our communities, whatever it is, it leads to something. You serving people requires something of us. 
service is not about me making myself feel better. It's not about, oh, I have to go and serve. Like, I think it's great. We've done this in the past years with the kids where we um, find an organization to serve with over Thanksgiving where we serve meals. But listen, that is a moment. That is a, a special occasion. But service and being in service to others requires sacrifice. It requires a little stretch of ourselves. If you don't feel the brunt of service, then maybe one, you need to change what you're doing, or maybe you need to rethink how you're doing it or how you're positioning yourself in it because it always requires a sacrifice. When there is compassion and it moves you to action and, and into something where it requires something of you, there's an expectation placed on you for something, you recognize and value the importance of serving others. You value what God is doing and what he wants to do through you. And it's so important. Service is not just a momentary thing. It's a lifestyle. We have to be in service to others. We have to find a, find a way to serve our fellow man because Jesus came. <laughs> he, didn't come he didn't come for himself. He came for us. To give himself a ransom for many. So listen, begins with compassion, which leads to service. And out of that comes an expression of gratitude. There's something that comes out of your mouth. Gratitude is an expression of the heart. In Matthew 12, 34, you've heard us reference this scripture before. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your words matter. Gratitude, the expression of gratitude is as a result of contentment. I can be thankful because I'm content. Am I, am I, have I reached every goal, reached every, done everything that I've wanted to do? Not yet, but my life is not over. I still have, I'm still working it out. I'm still walking with Jesus and every day is a new day, a new day that we can be thankful for. Do not minimize the things you speak. Listen, if you continue in that whole passage of scripture there, it says um, later down, it says, by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. The things we say, they matter. So when you understand that your words are weighty, that the things that come out of your mouth make a difference in your life and the lives of the people, people around you, you will weigh a little more differently what comes out of your mouth. Gratitude is an expression of the heart. If you find that there's a, um, that it's hard to think of things and to express gratitude and thankfulness, what is in your heart? What's going on in there? And this isn't for me to point at you and say, you need to fix this. You need to do this. This is a work of the Holy Spirit. Because when we talk about um, gratitude and it being an expression of the heart and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, the fruit of the Spirit is a result of the Holy Spirit at work in us. It's a result of his presence in us. So when you begin to express things and things are coming out of your mouth and it's not an expression of the Holy Spirit at work in you, this is where we have the opportunity to invite the Holy Spirit to come in and do his work. What's coming out of my mouth, Lord? 
And I'm, am I finding ways to be thankful and to express gratitude? Am I finding ways to speak life and truth and encouragement and kindness? I think we minimize these things, but, but we shouldn't. So what's the result of contentment? What's an expression of contentment? Number one, it is compassion. When there's, when you sit in who you are, when I know who I am, there's no competition. There's no comparison. I know who I am. I know that I'm a child of God. I know that God loves me. I know that he created me unique, made me in his image. When I come from that place, I can express compassion because compassion is coming from a place of seeing another person's need. It's not based on my own insecurities and on the things that I don't have and the things that I want. It comes from a place of I am who God said I am. So I can love you because you are who God says you are. And if you have a need, it comes from a place of God. How can I help them? Then it leads to action. Then we find ourselves in this place of service. How can I serve you? Whether it's in prayer, whether it's coming alongside someone as they're walking through something, it leads to service. Compassion leads to service. And from the heart, we begin to express thankfulness and gratitude. It's so important that we get these things right as we're walking with God, because it comes from, remember, Contentment comes from identity and knowing who we are, and it leads to these expressions of contentment. So I want to close with this. Um, this is my last point. It is find reasons to express gratitude. So listen, I know this is super simple, but I want to challenge you to think of things to be thankful for. There is nothing too small to be thankful for. It can be as simple as um, the other day I was out and about and I didn't get to have my morning caffeine. I am a tea drinker, not a coffee drinker. And normally I walk with tea bags in my bag and I couldn't find <laughs> my tea bag. And I was so sad because I had hot water, but no tea to put in it. And I was just sitting there. I was like, Lord, I know I have a tea bag somewhere in here. Holy Spirit, can you please help me find it? So I ended up digging through my purse and I still couldn't find it, but I actually had another bag with me. So I was like, let me just check in this bag. I haven't used this bag in a while. And I looked in the bag and there was a tea bag. And to you, that's not a big deal. To me, it is. Anyone who knows the importance of caffeine in the morning knows how important it is to get that caffeine in in the morning. And I found that tea bag. And in that moment, I was just like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for helping me find my tea bag. And it might be comical to some, but I think there is um, value in finding thankfulness and gratitude even in the small things. Find a reason to express gratitude. If it's a hard thing for you, challenge yourself every single day. Find a reason. This month where it's a family project, we haven't been very consistent, but um, we have these little sticky notes in our house and our challenge is every night, everyone needs to write something to be thankful for and we stick it up on the wall. My goal is by the end of this year, that wall is full of thankful notes. 
of grateful thoughts, of thankfulness, of gratitude, all of those things. I want that wall full. I want us to remember that we are people who are um, who express gratitude, even in the small things. Don't be the glass is always empty person. Listen, I understand that there is a reality to life. We can't eliminate the reality and the challenges of life. And if we reference back to Philippians 4, Paul was talking about the struggle of life. He wasn't talking about just situations, which it can apply to situations, but he was talking about a life. Uh, you're, you're, he was talking about eternity. He was talking about when we live our lives, we can find contentment. When it's hard, we can find contentment when things are great. But the things, circumstances in life do not determine my level of contentment. I am a content person because of who I am in Christ. I am content because of who God is. I am content. I can live a life of contentment because I find true contentment in him and not all of these other things. It comes from a place of hope and faith. If you call yourself a believer, if you're a follower of Christ, you cannot eliminate faith from thankfulness. Because it begins with our creator. It begins with God. So if you struggle to find things to be thankful for, I challenge you to look to God. Look to him. Because out of looking to him and discovering him and knowing him and, and, and learning about him, um, I promise you, you will find so much to be thankful for. Because God is so good. He's so kind. He's so faithful. And it doesn't mean that um, life won't be hard sometimes. It's hard to be content when things are hard. It's really difficult to find things to be thankful for when you're in a struggle. But that is what keeps you from falling into this, the depth of, of, of despair and um, um, depression and anxiety and, and feeling like I can't get out of this. But, but wait, wait a minute. I got up today. Wait a minute. I got to see sun, the sun today, sunlight, daylight today. Wait a minute. I just ate breakfast. Wait a minute, I got dressed today. There is always something to be thankful for. And I don't care if you think some of those things sound generic, I will be thankful for them. If I have to train myself, like take, a, take it a week at a time, this week, I'm going to find the people I'm thankful for. This week, I'm going to find the food that I'm thankful for. This week, I'm going to find contentment in my home. What are you thankful for? And make it a discipline to find things to be thankful for. Find reasons to express gratitude. Listen, you cannot be thankful and eliminate your faith from it if you're a believer. If you're a believer, it just means that you must be content about something. I'm going to close with this scripture. Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with, with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Listen, I can be content because I have a God who will never leave me nor, nor forsake me. 
So I can boldly say, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Find reasons to express gratitude. It will change the way you live your life. It will change the way you see people. Even the way you see God, when you know who he is and why you're here, that you're made in his image, that you have the essence of God inside of you, you have something to be thankful for. So I want to close in prayer and I want to challenge you guys. I, I hope this was encouraging to you. I hope that you find um, encouragement in this, that contentment, it's a state of being. Number two, there's an expression of contentment, which is compassion, service, and gratitude. And then number three, find reasons to express gratitude. Very simple, but it's the crux of everything. And I'm going to pray with you today. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray for this community. I pray for this group of people that's on here watching this today. I pray, God, that um, as they work things out in their soul, in their spirit, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you enlighten them to truth, that you enlighten them to who they are in Christ so they can then live a life fully expressing who they are in Christ and being thankful for the things that God has done and will continue to do in them and through them. I pray, God, that there is a grace to walk through the challenging things and to still find contentment and gratitude in the everyday. I pray, God, that we don't get caught up in the struggle, that we remember that God is big, that he's more than able, and who we are is an expression of who he is and that we can find all we need in him. So, Father, I thank you that you're beginning a work in us so we're able to be thankful and to be an expression of gratitude in our everyday lives. Thank you, God. I pray a blessing over your people today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I pray that you guys are blessed, encouraged, and I pray that you go into the rest of this year with a, um, in the state of contentment. Because God is good, and we always have something to be thankful for. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And my prayer is that you go out there and you change your world through the power of Jesus Christ. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and follow us on social media and check out our website at hopelandla.com. Peace.